Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal on Super Talk Mississippi. Hello, hello, welcome in. I hope you're having an absolutely classical gas of a day because this is going to be the best one of the week. That's right. Not too cold, not too hot, not too much rain. And following that, it's all going to go sideways again, (laughs) depending on where you are. We do need the rain. I could use it being a slightly warmer rain, but that's just me. I complain about everything. I'm the Garden Mama. Welcome in. I'm so glad you decided to tune into the Garden Mama show today. Having just listened to Dixon Williams give, as usual, his brilliant sports bit before in his piece. I say a bit because it's short. That's a radio term. But in his 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 installment about what's going on, I, I think I'm going to have to put the television on my arm and carry it around this weekend. What do you think, Lance? You, you need like to take an old Rubik's Cube and just <laughs> exactly. put a bunch of stickers on it of football teams. All and of just that. Start just rah, see rah, what rah, happens. Because right? that, that's about where it is right Ooh. now. And then the you know the uh, division the Saints are in with Tampa Bay, the Saints, Atlanta Falcons, and the Panthers. You've got uh, what a weekend! Yeah, yeah. You've got New Orleans <laughs> playing Atlanta, and New Orleans has to win that. And yes. you need Tampa Bay to lose to the worst team in the league uh, for the Saints to make it. But hey, there is hope. These things happen. There is hope. These things happen. <laughs> These things do. Yeah, happen. you never now. know. I mean, that's the thing. You never know. You got to play them. You know? Exactly. I, I'm, I have the uh, the advantage of of having seen a whole lot of wins and a whole lot of losses along the way, but if it's a good game, I'll watch it. I have to admit, though, that when one of my favorite teams is down by oh I don't know twenty or thirty points by halftime, I may have something else that I have to do that afternoon. But on the other hand, this weekend is more critical, so I have to also admire myself because guess what. It's too wet to dig. Now I've missed my other opportunity. I'm going to have to get in between these next sets of showers in order to do the digging in my front bed that I need to do. I've got more bulbs to plant, y'all. What are y'all doing? I I need to bring a hawk over. He's got two digging projects that I've given him licenses on. Oh, can he help me? He's got dig dig to Chinese East and dig, (laughs) dig to Chinese West. And we, we're just trying to, we're going to that come. That dog has a lot of legs, yeah, too. Come There's underneath. strength there. Yeah, we're yeah. coming underneath at the Chinese. We're, we're going to go through the Directly earth. Directly yeah, through the yeah. earth. We, we had a meeting, and he felt we, we felt it was the best way to do this. So If anyone can do it, Hawk, your yeah, dog he's, can do he's it. He's on top of it. Uh, he, you know, he's trying to start other projects, so I'm trying to keep him digging. He may need to come to the, my place. He's There's got several places that he could dig well, that's for trees. That would be no problem at all. He would love to come help you out. No problem at all. When I was a younger gardener, I had the assistance of a dog, a large boxer dog. Uh, Her name was Susie, and she was my neighbor's dog. We were so, um, shall we say we were so smart? Should I say privileged? Should I say silly? We had the dog dig the holes for us so that we could make mud pies. No joke. 
it worked out brilliantly. We still talk about it. He and I are friends even today. you got to use your noodle. Well, Susie was just such an amazing dog, and she would literally have stood up and dro- driven the car had he just given her the keys. <laughs> we, we were very young, but she was not. <laughs> and she could, go, she could do everything. <laughs> it's amazing how uh, resourceful a dog can be and, and how much you can teach them. And what they'll do out of love. What they'll do out of love. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're just mm-hmm. so funny. I was getting ready this morning. And both the the lab and the and the German, they were kind of you know waking up, and then they wondering why yeah, you were up. Yeah. Well, they're, they're like, "You're a little late today, Dad." Why are you still yeah, here? So they were a little confused. So open the door to go outside and enjoy uh, the, this mist, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. It's it very nice very actually this morning, and uh, it was a little dark, and I stepped on something, and of course. Sunshine had brought Surprise. me a mouse. I was going to say it was a gift, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hawk was very excited about that. I'm, and, I'm yeah, sure. So, but I'm yeah, sure. it's you know, pets, and it's just so much fun to have them, and it gets you up. Uh, it makes the coffee taste a little better when you've got this little cohort shadow with you and uh, looking at you and smiling. And you got, the, you know, I, I personally love that part of the morning where it's quiet and it's just you and the animals yes. rolling around. It's some of the most fun. Yeah, I, 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 I will love confess it. that. My cat has gotten, in the cold weather, she gets closer and closer to me, the youngest one, and she literally will be, have her eyes on me when I wake up. That's a little disconcerting, but I'm getting used to it. Staring at you. Know, she's like, why are you not up yet? Yeah, come on, I need stuff. <laughs> Something's going on over here. But I have one cat that has made her way into becoming a house cat, and another one that has... Well, let's just say we belled the cat. <laughs> His hunting prowess is a little bit more than we would like. So now, he now has yeah. a bell. Yeah, he's got him to run off everything. Well, so yeah. that at least it's a fair fight. Right. You know? <laughs> but is it? I mean, his job is to slink around and yeah. So you're making it. You're you're giving him less of an advantage because he's so good at this. Well, this is this is what his actual owner thinks he's doing. Yeah, but the I, truth of the matter is that the cat will eat the collar off in about a minute. So I hope he didn't spend too much on it. <laughs> so if you've ever had a cat that you attempted to bell. They don't like it. So beyond all of that, what are we doing in the garden with all of this? What are the cats going to help us with? we got a dog that's going to help me dig holes. He'll help you chew up your plants, too. He's oh, real dear. good at that. Oh, so dear. I've got to, I need some helpful hints today well, on... It, you know, getting, there's absolutely <laughs> the best way in the world to keep animals away from a plant or almost anything really that you don't want them to chew on is a spray bottle with some red hot pepper in it. Okay. Well, he likes cayenne pepper. Okay. The well, then we have to go a different direction. Something he doesn't like the smell of. Mm-hmm. Chocolate. You know, something that he okay. doesn't like. There's, there's bound to be. Got, something. Got to find something. Mm-hmm. You just dilute it and yep, make sure. Dilute it and make sure that that's what. Okay. You're you're spraying them with. It it works better than I, I try have tried in my life and and was told that. The super soaker and just blast them once so they won't do whatever that is that you caught them doing. You have to catch them doing it. That's the other problem. But that doesn't oh, I catch really work. Him all the time. All that ends up with is a wet animal. Right. <laughs> the wet animal is as surprised as you are when the super soaker lets go. <laughs> so, I know the picture of me with a super soaker is pretty funny for those of you who have ever seen me in person. And I hope you are seeing me in person today at supertalk.tv. This is the time of year when we have the chance to talk about what we're doing, what we're going to do, what we didn't do last year, and what we have the opportunity to really perhaps make a little bit better this year. I am at this point, I get this way about, oh, every four or five years, where I would just like to take a bulldozer and knock it all down and start over again. That's really not practical. But short of that, we can talk about what you would like to do in the changes you'd like to make in your garden, your landscape, maybe just 
the space out in front of your business. You know, you're looking at it. I was riding by yesterday, and I was thinking, you know, these businesses look so nice. But my goodness, that's a mess. They've got some shrubs that haven't been pruned since the freeze last winter. You know, there's some trash caught up in that and this and that. And I mean, this was in a, well, shall we say, Tony neighborhood. And I thought, you know, the the owner of that building probably's got somebody working there. I wonder if I went over and asked it. And then I thought, no, I can't do that. I'm too shy to actually talk like that to a person and tell them that they need to clean up their property. I'm not shy. I'm while just, while we're on cleanup, I, mm-hmm, I really want to mm-hmm. chastise whoever's doing it. Uh-oh. Garbage. People, please. Everywhere. Uh, it is everywhere. What in the and world is going And it doesn't compost. On? I can't even take it home and put it in my compost it, heap because you're throwing out stuff that is not yeah, compostable. This isn't a Jackson issue. This, this isn't everywhere around yeah, the metro everywhere. area. And it's disgusting. And people, please, if you see folks throwing garbage out, get a license plate. Turn, you know, call somebody, do something. But this is, you know, it's an extraordinary problem when you have such a beautiful state. And, and so many hardworking people, and you drive up and down the interstate to a Madison or a Gluckstadt or a Pearl or a Brandon, or go, and you see garbage everywhere. It's Doesn't like, come on, it makes no sense. And I w- that is going to be something you're going to hear me harp about until mm-hmm. I see a difference. And if I have that platform, and I will say I'll try to use this in some way for good. Uh, yes. You know, and, and that I think people, we need to do a better job. It's inspiring to see beautiful grass and plants and trees without garbage. Exactly. And we need exactly. to do, we all need to do a better job. Well, it's not me course. getting on everybody. It's all no, of us need to do, do better. Because in fact, if, if you, for example, like me, if you have the strip between the sidewalk and the street, and it's Really not good because it flooded again yesterday. Mm-hmm. As soon as it rains at all, the whole thing, it's not supposed to work that way, but, but it floods, but it is, it right. floods it my is. street. Yeah. And when that happens, that means that everything that everybody drives through gets thrown up next to my yard. Well, that creates more work for me to do, but I'm going to do that because I don't want it to look any other way. I recognize, though, that there's plenty of places where that sort of stuff happens, and the person just thinks, well, I didn't do that. Why should I take care of it? Yeah. Because you live here. Yeah. <laughs> so well, just the, get out and take care of it. This is our state. And, again, I, I'm not trying to, you know, wake everybody up with a backhand. But every now and again, no, we, need to, we, shouting need, is okay. we need to get uh, motivated. You know, th- those things matter, and they carry over to, I think, other things and important things in life is when you, uh, what is this, a cleanliness is next to godliness? Whatever God you believe in, I think God's probably not got a bunker of trash up around his house, whatever the creator is. We sincerely hope not. Um. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't think so, but uh, you would imagine. Now, the good news is that if you, like me, have neighbors that have not yet figured out that when they rake up their leaves and then put them on the street, and they're taken away to the landfill, they're going to turn around and spend money on fertilizer for the yard. And they're also going to spend money on tax dollars to run the dump or the the waste co- waste company picking stuff up or what, however you want to look at that. What can we do about that? We can compost more, first of all. And, yeah, you do have to kind of poke around and look in the bags because if you're doing the you rake, we take, you have to make sure that it's only leaves in there, that you're not, you know, getting branches and stuff that you're not needing, that won't compost or that you can't deal with. And certainly there are people who will, I'll just be honest, put other things in there just so that in hopes that it it will um, cause somebody to have a bad reaction when they open the bag. There are mean people out here. Let me just tell you about that. But the good news is that a lot of the times you can watch your neighbor rake it all up and you can take it 
and then actually after you dump it into your compost pile, you've got a whole boatload of plastic bags. You may not have to buy any the whole year because you'll end up with 20 or 30 bags that are perfectly good to use. All they've had in them is leaves. Just be careful where you get your sources. Yes, you can make a pile that is only leaves, and I like that. You leave it. You absolutely leave it in place, and it do nothing to it. Just pile it up behind the garage or wherever you have space for it. And indeed, in about six months, you will have stuff you can start digging out from under the bottom that's the best compost you're going to have. You can also use those leaves to make more fancy compost, as we say, by putting in green materials at the rate of two brown to one green. And that includes kitchen trimmings, not cooked food, but kitchen trimmings and such things as that as you might have. I don't know. I don't know. I've got about, oh, let's see, five or ten plants that need to be cut back in my house. I could probably get some green from there. But there's many, many ways to do that. It's just a matter of what you want to do and how it can fit. You're getting a bunch of amens this morning. Um, <laughs> well, and, I, you know, I hope that we have a lot of listeners that think like I do in that way because I think I, I do speak for people that are seeing the same thing. I mean, I've spoken to enough people around the metro area in the last couple of months about it, and I think I'm seeing and they're seeing the same thing. And the question is, why is it that way, and what can we do about that? Exactly. Why? I mean, and there's not an answer that we can give you, but if you have one for us, we'd love to hear it. Lock Ward and and Casey Mm -hmm, and those guys, mm -hmm. those folks are doing good work, getting out there and doing stuff that nobody wants to do, but says, hey, it's a problem. And, you know, I want to pat them on the back again. And at the same time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it is inspiring to see people take that extra step and and care about their community enough to get out and do something. And again, uh, I want to do more. And Good. I think that's a place to start is let's clean up this mess. It's a 2024. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Do more in 2024. Let's do more. Be nice. <laughs> you know, pick yeah. up something. Say hello to people. And, you know, let's get out of that mind of uh, it's not mine. I, I don't just say hey, it's over here. It's not my problem. I thought about something you said this week. I was in um, South Jackson yesterday, and there was a line around a pizza place that literally went around the parking lot. Oh. And I thought, somebody ought to just get out and go in and say hello like you were talking about doing. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's much more enjoyable. They're very surprised when anyone comes in. Now, they may not have had their inside open. I don't know about that. But it looked as if there were people inside, but not very many of them. <laughs> Good morning, Trey and Grenada. That's terrific. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure who sent these other two texts, but y'all are y'all are great. Um, oh, the hello. Hello, Marie. That's great. That's fun. She's absolutely right about cleanliness. And we got a big amen from a few places here that I'm not sure who those folks are because guess what? <laughs> I can't read everything in front of me. Anna's in Oxford. She's going to weigh in with us. Happy New Year, Anna. Uh, happy New Year to you. And uh, it's not quite raining here. Um, okay. The, uh, I wanted to give a shout-out <laughs> to the Master Gardeners of Oxford and Lafayette County. Sure. Because they have, um, they're, they're picking up garbage. They have special um, areas which they they keep clean, and um, it's one of their little uh, little big, I guess, um, projects that mm-hmm, they like to mm-hmm. um, handle. That I mean, I was quite surprised. And then, of course, you know, I live near Lafayette. Sorry, the, the uh, Avent Park, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they have a guy who comes out and regularly picks up the garbage. So it's um, it's a good thing. Okay. Well, and we're absolutely working on that. I, what my what what I've I've learned in this understanding a little bit more about this issue is that the problem there's people picking it up everywhere. There's people hauling it mm-hmm. off. There's people dealing with. Why do people keep throwing stuff out? That's my question. Is that 
There's not any reason for that. There's, we have plenty of places to destroy things, to tear up trash, to get rid of it, and just simply to put it. We don't have to be throwing it out in the middle of our communities. And I'm, I really am glad. You know, it's really funny that you, that the master gardeners, in in one sense, funny like funny strange, that that the master gardeners have had to take this up. But I can see where that would be a very logical step for them to take. You, if you're doing mm-hmm. beautification and what you're what you're seeing beautified is not so beautified over here, you probably do want to add another piece to that work. I like that. It's a great volunteer project. Yeah. I, I think that uh, if we do it, then maybe other people will start to do it. Yep, that's what we hope. Uh, I, I will By the way, to, I should. We we we're not as um, we're not we're not like we're not we're not necessarily going to point at people or yell at them because you know people will hurt you if you people will jump up back at you and do stuff. But I think the idea of getting their license plates and just putting them on social media is a great idea. <laughs> well, I'm not that quick with my cell phones, <laughs> but I did want to also add. Me neither. Um, my sweet olive is flowering. Ah, oh, mine too. Isn't that a nice surprise I mean, for winter? But it's a, mine usually yeah, starts in I mean, February, it but it but it popped out some are, flowers this flowers. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> usually mine blooms right as the hellebore is finishing, which is under it, or right in the oh. same area, and it'll start blooming yeah. in February. But it's blooming right now. They're both in bloom a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. I and, love and to I hear that. Advise, smells so good. I should advise people, if they're going to be trimming their um, a Rose of Sharon, they, you can stick those little bits and pieces into the ground and they will grow you're absolutely right or a bucket of water if the ground's too hard thanks anna (laughs) great to hear from you please keep calling we love hearing all the news from oxford lafayette the master gardeners are a good bunch everywhere you can call up and speak for your gang and we'd love to hear you here on the garden mama show it's all right Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around two 
$200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $0.25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. At Key Constructors, our mission is to build a legacy that will stand the test of time through hard work, dedication, and pursuing excellence. Key Constructors is a heavy civil construction company, a leader in the bridge construction world. Our goal is to provide a positive work environment for you to grow personally and in your career. We are proud of who we are and what we do, making it happen one bridge at a time. Come join our team of Black Label Bridge Builders. Check out Key Constructors on Facebook and other social media platforms and keyconstructors.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hunting season is here, so let Steve Owen and the friendly staff get that truck or trailer along with that edge shed ready for your hunting camp so you can haul that big game back into town. We still have that full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs along with trailers on site or available for order. And don't forget those edge sheds for your backyard or hunting camps. Come see us at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Cool Drops. ReservoirKarate.com at the Flowwood YMCA has the adult training for you in martial arts. Want to get in shape, feel great, have more energy, and improve your overall well-being? Training for martial arts is for you. Build your core strength, flexibility, hand-to-hand combat, and lifelong self-defense skills. Classes start in January, so don't delay. ReservoirKarate.com at the Flowwood YMCA. 2024 is the time for you to make a change. Space is limited, so don't delay. Find out more at ReservoirKarate.com. ReservoirKarate.com. That's ReservoirKarate.com. Mama, like a wagon wheel, rock me, mama, in a way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Oh, rock me, mama, like a wind and a rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, hey, mama, rock me. Oh, so rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. I got news for you. That's right. We're going to have to... Who makes toys? Who invents new toys? We got, we've got one we have to have, y'all. And there's time now to get it ready for next Christmas. You ready? Guess what? The juvenile Tyrannosaurus Rex fossils are not actually juvenile Tyrannosaurus Rex. They're not just little ones. They don't grow. It's a different species. Now, they had been named once before... And, you know, as science progresses, enough people said, no, that's just a juvenile. That's just a baby. That's just a little T-Rex. And it turns out, indeed, it's not. And I love the name. Nanotyrannus. Come on. That's great. Just that like we, Just like we talk about nanoparticles and nano this and that for the teeny tinies, this is the teeny tiny Tyrannus. And, indeed, <laughs> it's the whole, even the adults of this were smaller. How do I know this? Because I have discovered Fossil Studies Journal. You'd think all the time I spend 
in the fossil record, I would have already known about this, but I didn't know about this one. I love it when a scientist who's been studying something for his entire career says, I was just blown away by this. And that is a direct quote. <laughs> That's fun. University of Bath, University of Chicago, reanalyzed the fossils, looking at all of the anatomy and the growth rings and all the things that happen in the bones, which are all they have to study, of course. And it's not T-Rex. How fun is that? We've got a new one. Now you've got to make a doll. We've got to have a baby. We've got to have drawings. We've got to have puzzles. We've got to have everything with Nanotyrannus. It's going to be very popular. Yesterday, the, uh, there, it was like national or yeah, national bird day or something, and, and Paul's a birder, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he, he was like, what's your spirit bird or what's your, you know. It, oh, that's a good one. And, and so, he, you know, I, his was the bunning and the beautiful. Just mm, looks like lovely uh, bird. God ran out of uh, ideas and said, I got all these colors. Let's make a bird <laughs> Let's make out a of bird, it. Yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful. And he goes, what's yours? I said, well, you know, uh, pterodactyl. <laughs> he goes, I don't know if you're going to see that one. Before. I said, I, so I want to hold on long enough. Just, just stick around but, yeah, long stick enough. enough stick the, around the, long the enough. The actual Jurassic Park. So, yeah, to, maybe they'll come know. up with a nano pterodactyl. They might. They and and might. I could have a pet. You can have a baby. Like, like you know, if people have a parrot on their shoulder. I could have like you a never little know. nano pterodactyl. There's no reason That'd not be to. awesome. There is no reason that we can't imagine that. 3D print it. I like it. See, that's back to my desire. What do you want? I want a 3D printer. That's what I want. 3D printer so I can print a, a <laughs> There's no reason for me to need this, but I want one. You know, yeah. there's there are a lot of things like that that we think about when we people ask what's your spirit animal, or in and in some worlds they ask you what is your spirit plant, and in fact I had to answer that question. So as usual, the softball comes right over the horizon, and I can hit it out of the park if you agree with me. This is the the world of Calatheas has turned out to be probably the one that I cannot resist. These are plants that are not quite like Dracaenas. They're not quite like Diefenbachias. They are Chinese evergreens. They're in the Aglianema group, but they have pink and red and other colors in their leaves in crazy patterns that are so endless. And frankly, it doesn't matter what year it is, you can go and look at a, a rack of these plants and there will be six different looks to it, even if it's the same plant, you know, the exact same one. They've been propagated from the same parent plant. They just have individual qualities like that. And since I tend to be somebody who likes to have a little bit more light in a room, that's a place to grow them. And if you're going to grow the if you're going to grow Chinese evergreens, a collection of those and they're beautiful, you really don't need a great deal of humidity and you don't need a great deal of light. A little bit more than for a heart-shaped philodendron, perhaps, but not much. And I'm, I actually want to—I want some plants that need a little bit more light than that, but don't need full sun. So that's where I'm, I've gone into the calatheas being my spirit plants. Yeah. Kudzu. I was—I I, I, I was going to say kudzu, and I didn't do it. <laughs> I was See, just going to go with kudzu. <laughs> I was—I was just going to say just he's going—he's going with kudzu. He there. There's so many things that we don't know about any plant that is as prolific as kudzu. Kudzu was introduced to us. It was not a native plant here, but it was introduced with all the good heart in the world that it was going to be a great ground cover. Well, it's that. Like the Asian carp. <laughs> it is, exactly. Great, great mindset Very there, great but, idea, but... but yeah, you got to use this stuff where they just grow up. There's just a few yeah. things here we need to examine. Now, I will say know? that the, the hill country of Mississippi, where in the summer you get the thick... Yeah. 
uh, kudzu, whether it's on the Delta Ridge going up through uh, Grenada up into you know that area, or you get up into Holly Springs National Forest and some of those areas, and the kudzu, it, it is just amazing. It's beautiful. It is. And you could just see the little fox trails through it all. It's mm-hmm. the habitat. Mm-hmm. It is uh, like a cathedral for an animal. There, there's not as much as there used to be, but we Thank really... goodness. <laughs> well, but because people have kind of gotten a grip on some parts of it. But I really, st- I still think that, you know, uh, an old house covered up yes. in kudzu is one of the coolest looking Well, and things. the Windsor Ruins, too. You get the down Windsor into ruins. the, anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. you have the hills and the hollers. Anywhere that there's enough space for it to get started. Now, the flowers are lovely. The plants have a great many uses, and we don't. If we started the kudzu industry here, mm-hmm. we could probably use most of what we have. The kudzu we, tea. We still would not ever <laughs> use all of it, and there are extracts that are taken yeah. from it that are useful in some um, medicinal be things. Right. Well, of course, everything's got a purpose, and in this case, it's not just to choke us. But yeah, right, right. You, you literally can um, watch. There, there's a famous gardener in the, this particular area who put kudzu growing up a telephone pole in his backyard to to train it there because he wanted it to bloom and show everybody the flowers. And they were lovely, and then it ate the pole. It's just ongoing. It looked like, what was it, uh, Rich, that had the picture of the 20-foot-tall tomato tree? It was a plant yeah, at one time, that was and ridiculous. it grew up a pole. Yes, yeah, it, it took off and kept going. <laughs> yeah, and there just, were about 400 yeah, cherry tomatoes falling off the thing. Huge, yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, I see Trey and Grenada yes. has launched the challenge now, y'all. Right. We got the dog. We got the cute dog challenge. I, <laughs> I have to say that, that as adorable as your dogs are, um, Officer Obi here could certainly come hang out with me too. Yeah, That's man. a cute dog. The more the merrier. That's right. That's a very cute. Yeah, they dog. were already yo 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 yo. I was like, y'all got to hold it down. It's early. Yo 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 talking to each other and fighting over this or that, and well, you got to love. Get That's you right. going. You have no idea what they do after you leave for work in the morning. Oh, it's no always killing. like that. You yeah. know, it's all day. <laughs> they carry on. <laughs> wisteria is just as bad. Yeah, wisteria can take you. Wisteria, I've trained it a bit, and it's a, if you can get it to go where you want it to, uh, it is a beautiful plant at the right time of year. Then it kind of gets ugly this time of year. But and man, now it's, it's hard. when you prune it. That's right. And, it's and, like muscadines. You got to prune these things in the winter when it's really a pain to get out there and do and it. And Hawk has been pruning them for me. <laughs> He's working hard on one of he the, likes those crispy tips. The, yes, on <laughs> one of the wisterias. <laughs> It's uh, It grows around a gazebo style, not a whole gazebo, but it's just the, I don't know what you call them, a, not a pergola, but you have the two posts and then the cap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, a it, small arbor. Yeah, arbor, mm-hmm. right. And it grows through that. And it's really pretty. And when it blooms, man, gorgeous. Those, it's gorgeous. It smells and, good, And too. I love the shade in the summer. Mm-hmm. And in the winter, it just gets ugly. M- my <laughs> neighbor's tree, um, my neighbors took, took the trees down, and the wisteria that was at the far back of that property came through and under my fence. And so as a result, the fence is long gone, but the wisteria is still there. And it is an ongoing process. It's kind of like wisteria and bamboo are my two serious winter nemesis back in the back because I have to keep them. They're the only things that will grow there. It's very shady, and they will grow prolifically. It's like the Chinese tallow 
Oh gosh! Oh my God! Mm-hmm. That thing's such up a everywhere. pain. It's a beautiful tree, but it's beautiful tree. Terrible thing to it, have. It, well, I've never seen something propagate so easily, other than maybe bamboo. Privet, yeah, right. privet. The privet amazing. and the bamboo go a little bit quicker, I find, even than the wisteria. But the wisteria is harder to deal with. That wisteria will pop up like bamboo twenty feet away. You're like, where? How did that happen? And it's a long <laughs> arm. Just it looks like a, yeah. your cable. It, it, it's under the <laughs> it's ground. Like the old cable. My, right, my, barely, I, I really, barely. I have compared it to the fiber optic network. That's I'm saying because you know, it's, it's, cause it's really bad back there. You can dig anywhere in that area that it was once I had it on an arbor and it was lovely, but it it got too shady for it to bloom. And since then, it's really been just um, harvesting. I have a friend who makes wreaths out of those canes, and so that's who that's for now. It's, because it's not it, it won't go away. You could spray it all day, but it's still going to be there. A question about a palm tree I have: if it's a probably six five six feet and pretty nice sized palm tree but i have a full grown one too that's planted in the ground and it's probably 30 40 years old and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. but the one that's potted uh it's in a huge pot is it a point in time where i need to take that out and set it into the ground it really depends on what kind of palm it is if it's the same kind that's growing in your garden it seems to be then yeah you can do that now you can do it anytime you want to when you have the spines that grow off the outside, kind of like pineapple. Mm-hmm. They grow in mm-hmm. that corrugated or um, type of setting. Now, if a dog were to pull some of those off and think Because that the dog pulled some of those off. Right. If he were to do this, <laughs> is that going to... just? I mean, how it much all depends. Is, it, it may hurt the dog more than it will hurt the plant, he, but it depends. Okay. Well, if he's not dissuaded and continues to do it and goes all the way around it, you can actually girdle the tree and have a big problem. Okay. But a few losses are not... Yeah, it's, not, it's not like he's nibbled all the way around it. Right. He but, may have realized that this was not fun. Well, and I, I'm training him <laughs> not to do it, but he, he liked the fibery... Uh-huh. It's like a chew toy for him, I think. And uh, But it only, it's not going to kill the tree. He hadn't destroyed it. There are but people it, that are waiting now for you to write the book about this dog. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. He's something. <laughs> Speaking man, of Christmas gifts, you. we'll yeah. be publishing Lance's dog's book. Dog book. with this. <laughs> Got thing. another doggo picture. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I was trying to let him uh, add up a couple before I moved him uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. That's there my baby. Yeah. There she is. There it is. She's nap time. Uh, yeah, she's she's seriously not moving around today. <laughs> Good day to nice relax warm spot. on the couch. By the way, today spot. is National Cuddle Day. In case y'all had, oh, to, really? had to guess, okay. well, so. butterscotch was ready for it. <laughs> That's the, exactly he, the he animals knew. already know. Yeah. The animals already know. They have another sense to them. They're going to get all of that. You know what else you need to prune this month is apple trees. Today's Apple Tree Day, and in, and and when it comes to apples, pears, peaches, and plums. And yes, if you grow apricots and nectarines, I, I, I wish you good success. It is possible in this part of the world. Um, th- I've had some of the most delicious ones I've ever had were from this part of the world, but it's a rare thing to be able to do it. Those are all plants: the apples, the pears, the the whole the the palm fruits, as they are called, or stone fruits, as they are called, are all going to need spraying in order to be productive. We have pests that are going to invade them. Now, yes, there are some older varieties, which if you can find, good morning, Larry Stevenson, if you can find them, you will be able to grow some that do not require as much spraying. But I'm going to tell you that when you grow fruit trees anywhere, you are wise to use the oil spray approach in January, right after you prune, just the same way you would if it was a camellia um, 
that you were worried about having scale on, that's going to suppress those issues. And in, in this case, it's also going to work on many of the critters that are not absolutely hiding in the bark, hiding down in the crevices. You don't even know they're there. They don't even know they're there yet because they haven't hatched, but they are there, and they're going to get to you. And plus, spraying with oil cleans the tree up. It, it in turn gets off to a better start and with its spring growth, and we all understand that a healthier tree has a greater resistance to the pests that are going to bother it anyway. So those are the things that I would suggest about this particular um, time of year. There's Really, there, there's things that have to be pruned in a specific way. Ornamental grasses are one of them that really need to be pruned in the winter, in addition to the stone fruits, in addition to the wisteria, in addition, yes, to the muscadines. So we've got plenty of pruning to do all month long. Put your boots on, sharpen your tools, and let's get busy. We can talk about it. <laughs> we, I can tell you exactly how, or I can tell you, you can tell me how we can talk about it, or we can just agree that we need to do that. Ah, yes. Cuddle day with seed catalogs. I like that. That's a good one. Now, I have to confess, the seed catalog, the, the prettiest ones that I get got wet. And so they are currently laid out on some shelves. I don't think they're going to be the same this year. I've pretty much gone to looking all of the look, looking at all of that online anyway. But it's still fun to have the beauty of a catalog and the fact that somebody actually produced it and got it in the mail is an incredible gargantuan project at this point. What do I spray the fruit trees with? I'm going to spray ultra refined horticultural oil. You will find there's a bunch of different things. You'll 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 see dormant oil. You'll see this. You'll see that. I don't use any of that. I use ultra refined horticultural oil. It will be perhaps named ultra fine. It may be named all seasons. It it has they have several different names for the product itself. But what you're looking for is the ultra refined quality, and it will tell you that on the label. Okay. Have any problems finding it? Let me know. I'll see what I can do. Oh, well, it's also National Bean Day. What do you think about that? It's going to rain again in a couple of days. Will it be a full force? I don't know. Let's see. Stick around. We'll be right back. Are you planning to get an updated COVID-19 vaccine? Yep. I don't want to get seriously sick and miss out on spending time with friends and family. Does it cost a lot? I don't have insurance. If you don't have health insurance or if your insurance doesn't cover an updated COVID-19 vaccine, you can get one for free with the Bridge Access program. Just look for places that participate in Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. Sounds good. Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. A message from CDC. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. 
Become a member today at msfb.org. In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle. From dress styles in gold and stainless steel to sporty selections in carbon fiber, Albritton's has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their fine watch store. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's, Albritton's Jewelers. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement, with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune Helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-562-6363. That's 800-562-6363. 800-562-6363. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. up on our friend Bob Bruzak's list of drought-tolerant trees you should know about is one of my absolute favorites. Eastern redbud, or just redbud as we call it. Circus canadensis, if you need to look it up. In the grayest week of winter, which might be right now, <laughs> depending on where you are, 
You don't notice this tree because the trunks really are the same color as the dreary sky, and pretty much the same as my mood most of the time. Stuffed into heavy coats with winter boots and itchy wool hats. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the gang of teen boredom, as we were known to our parents, walked the woods to the Washita River. This really happened, y'all. It was too cold to go swimming, too muddy to swing on our vines over the gully, and there was not enough snow to slide down the levee. What a bad day for the bunch of us. Thank goodness, as I watched my friend's boots come off in the mud behind me, I looked up, and there were the red buds in bloom. Magnificent little glassine, looks like little tiny beads all over these gray stems. You wouldn't even notice them before because they're the same color as the sky. But once they bloom, that pinky purple just goes up every branch and every stem, and they're magnificent. If you've got room for a small tree, maybe you have appreciated, you know, an, a, one that blooms in the summer, our friend Crepe Myrtle or somebody like that. You want one that's going to bloom in the spring and then be a fairly nice little shade tree, just a small one, 15, 20 feet, not a huge tree. Consider redbud. It's a beautiful, beautiful tree, and the, the heart-shaped leaves I've always made it, uh, in my heart, a perfect gift for Valentine's Day, which is also about when they're in bloom some, in some places. I went ahead and wrote about this one now because, frankly, everything is blooming out of season. And uh, there's a, there's a I don't mean out of season. I mean at a different point in their season. So we're, we're seeing all of that. If you happen to be with us at supertalk.tv, it's the puppy parade. <laughs> They're actually full-grown dogs, most of them. But what a gorgeous bunch. I'm telling you, Officer Obie's got my heart today. That's a sweetie. He got caught on the trail cam showing out. Yeah. <laughs> smiling. He, he likes that. He's having a big time. Your dogs, of course, are sitting on each other. <laughs> yeah, well, one, yeah, one is on, on the, the other one as usual, <laughs> lounging and leaning. <laughs> That's great. He loves doing that. And her sweetheart self, um, that I realize it looks like there's an animal, but that blanket. Yeah, it looks like it's a deer a, it, it's underneath a blanket your dog. Underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have I to can't turn look at that going, is that a deer that, that the dog's laying on? It's anyway, a deer blankie. It's a blankie. She likes her blankie. That's fun. Um, several questions here in Vaughn. Okie dokie. Let's talk about those, and we're also going to talk about stuff that's going on with Leland Cypress. Um, what are the be- what's the best thing to plant in an established property border? Eliagnus Leland Cypress. I got to tell you that there's been th- after this drought, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to question their choices in Leland Cypress simply because when it rains too much, we get they turn brown. When it's dry for three months, they turn brown. Well, we got to have something that's a little bit more tolerant of, of these conditions, perhaps, than that. And, indeed, you can probably, Eliagnus is going to be a good one. It doesn't get affected by much, but it's not going to be tall and pyramidal. So you really need to think about cedar trees and some of these other possibilities that are in that group. Um, I would absolutely want that. And I have to I have to pull these, these I have to make this, screen a little bit larger because I can't read this type, but we're going to look at other stuff. Um, is that right? Jeff says that redwood, red bud flowers taste like green peanuts. Hmm. I don't eat either one, but I appreciate knowing that. <laughs> Something They do smell good. They smell kind of earthy, so that's sort of a in that same family, that same family of things. If I was going to do a property border, 
I would certainly have a mixture of plants. I would go with Eliagnus for their round bulk, you know, but I would also do um, perhaps a, a cedar, some other upright tree. If you're if you have the height that the issue is height, then you probably do want something that's evergreen. But you might also include those red buds in that border. Um, it's also a beautiful place, as you can see at supertalk.tv. You will be able to take a look at some beautiful ornamental grasses that are kind of up on a berm, and they make a lovely baffle between that particular house and the street next to it. So it's really pretty. And then always kudzu. I mean, then there's always kudzu you if, you're, always, if you're really brave. If you're really brave, <laughs> or foolish, either one. You can go either direction on that. I'm, I will say, I think that we've not capitalized on the kudzu world as much as we might, because we take things so for granted when there's so much of them. What do you think about bamboo as a as a border? I like clumping bamboo. Mm-hmm. Running bamboo needs four or five acres at least <laughs> to go because it's just it will keep going. Is there and, an easy way to train it instead of no. it going into your yard everywhere and it shoots up? And, no, that's that's why it runs, and that's why every winter um, I invite everyone with heavy boots to come to my house and stomp on bamboo shoots. Not because I don't think they're a great crop; it's because I don't have the time or the energy to process them, and there are so many of them. Some years, not every year, there won't be as many this year because it was dry last summer. But when they're when it's a good wet summer or we have a hurricane in the fall or something, the bamboo comes up like gangbusters, and it it it's hard. You trip over it. It also, of course, is kind of in that uh, same business of the underground system of all of its roots being spread out. People do want to start it, but I'm always going to be more in favor unless you have a big space. I want you to get a clumping bamboo because they're beautiful, but they don't spread. And there, it's a, just a different plant, Dif- different family of plants, I should say. Let's see the. Um, this is interesting. the 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 soil might be too hard. We're talking about carrots now, um, with Kathy, and she says that some of them were small and had long fingers. Others were big with a few nodes on them. And, and what? So she's thinking it might be the soil. How do you loosen it? And interestingly enough, um, I'm I'm wanting to talk about loosening dirt i have an an article from 100 years ago not really that long but maybe 15 20 years ago um from my friend jim wilson who grew up here and went on to become a a really fancy garden writer like as in did tv shows and all those sorts of things and one of the things that he always wrote about was the need to have your soil drain better and appropriately if you wanted to grow anything, but especially if you wanted to grow root crops. And he took it up as turnips. He said, if you've ever grown turnips and ended up with turnips that were no bigger than a ping pong ball, you know, when you and the greens were three feet high and perfectly lovely, you're right in her, her assessment, Kathy's assessment, was that it might have been too much nitrogen, except that there's so many differences. So it is possible that you need to test your soil, but it may also be possible that you simply need to add to it uh, a soil conditioner, some kind of leaf mold, something else that's going to, by the time you plant carrots again, make it a little bit looser and a little bit more evenly loose so that when it rains or when you water, you end up with a a, a absolutely good drainage, but the same drainage across the whole bed. One of the reasons why people will decide to grow carrots in a big container is because they can control that soil and they can control the the water that gets to it. We can't always do that when it's outside. 
And that, that when, when it's in a, a bed, I mean, of course, the pots are going to be outside if you're growing carrots in them. But when they're in a bed in, in the ground, it's not always as easy to control that. Well, my goodness, look at that. We blew through a fa- an hour in a hurry. Send us your pictures of your dogs. Send us your questions. We've got some lined up here to begin the next hour. And we will be here because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the fight club that ants have started and also their medical assistances. That is right. I did say ants. Talk about that. Talk about the chicken whisperers when we come back on the Garden Mama Show. The flash from Montgomery Make me a poster of an old rodeo Just give me one thing Superior, it's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us. From the roof over your head to the food on your table, We are small town, but big moments. Your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. If your oil change takes too long, you're in the wrong place. If getting an oil change is an inconvenience, give us a try. Rapid Oil Change has been the leader in fast oil changes for over 36 years. Get in and out fast. Get back to what you want to do in no time. Rapid Oil Change, where you should be going. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As some states across the nation debate whether or not to keep former President Donald Trump on this year's ballot, Mississippi will not be one of those states, as officials gathered on Tuesday morning to ensure Trump will be on ballots printed in the Magnolia State. People all across Mississippi know that the money that they had in their pocket during the Trump administration went a whole lot further than what they have in their pocket today. That was Governor Tate Reeves. 
Congressman Michael Guest said Mississippi has no business in joining states such as Maine and Colorado and removing Trump due to his alleged connection to the January 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. America is yearning for a new leader, a leader who believes in securing our borders. We have such a leader, and that leader is President Donald J. Trump. The U.S. Supreme Court has yet to weigh in on the matter. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hey, are you planning to get an updated COVID-19 vaccine? Yep, I don't want to get seriously sick and miss out on spending time with friends and family. Does it cost a lot? I don't have insurance. If you don't have health insurance, or if your insurance doesn't cover an updated COVID-19 vaccine, you can get one for free with the Bridge Access program. Just look for places that participate in Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. Sounds good. Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. A message from CDC. Your favorite furry friend could be featured on a new Mississippi Lottery scratch-off game. Mississippi Lottery insiders can upload one picture of their puppy pal using a special link that was sent out to insiders. The deadline to do this is Sunday, January 14th. The public will then have a chance to vote on their favorites from January 22nd through the 28th. The eight dogs that get the most votes will be featured on the Lucky Dog Instant Scratch-Off ticket this summer. The owners of each of the eight finalists will receive $1,000 cash. Winners will be announced on February 2nd. If you'd like details on this or you want to enter your favorite furry pal, just log on to supertalk.fm. And stay up to date with all the latest Mississippi news in the new year by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm forward slash newsletter. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Opening weekend, the Southeastern Conference basketball finds Mississippi State at South Carolina. 11 o'clock is the tip-off there this morning. 10.30 a.m. is the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. The Bulldogs are 11-2, while South Carolina comes in at 12-1. Ole Miss is at Tennessee. 5 o'clock is the tip-off from Rocky Top. 4.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. The Rebels are 13-0, looking to go 14-0 for the first time in program history. Tennessee comes in at 10 and 3. Other action, Kentucky is at Florida. Georgia is at Missouri. Auburn is at Arkansas. Alabama at Vanderbilt. And LSU is at Texas A&M. One more football game to be played, and that's the championship game on Monday night, 6.30 the kickoff in Houston. The Washington Huskies are 14-0. The Michigan Wolverines are 14-0. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. The end of the regular season the NFL is this weekend. Today, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Ravens have already clinched their division and a bye. The Houston Texans take on the Indianapolis Colts at Indianapolis, and that has serious playoff implications for both teams. Then tomorrow, the Atlanta Falcons are at New Orleans to play the Saints. The Saints win, and the Carolina Panthers can upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are in. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at Carolina to play the Panthers. If they win, they clinch the division. If they lose, it opens the door for the Saints. Then the Dallas Cowboys are at Washington. A win there could help the Cowboys in their division battle with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are at New York to play the Giants. If the Philadelphia Eagles win, they will clinch the division. Then it's the battle for the AFC Eagles. East. Buffalo is at Miami to play the Dolphins. The winner takes the division. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal, on Super Talk Mississippi. Such a great joy to be here with you today. Thank you very much for tuning into the Garden Mama Show. There's a lot, uh, a lot to be done. I left out entirely that this is the time for those of you who pre-emerge your lawns. This is it. Do this. Do that now too. How busy are you? Let's make a list. You know, the calendar the, the calendar in July is not nearly as long as the one in January if you're a gardener in the southeastern part of the United States or anywhere in the world with a similar zone. There are parts of Portugal that ultimately have the same climate that we have, say, for example, in Hattiesburg. And my friends who live in Portugal didn't used to live in, a, in an environment with quite so many beautiful flowers all the time. So it's fun to see them get excited. They're, they're, one of them is a horticulture professional, and he frankly grew up where it snows a lot and came along and, and did a lot of work that way. But I don't think he would have gotten any of those books done had he been living where he is now because the plants are beautiful and so is the weather. That gives us in our part of the world, as well as anywhere else on Earth that is a similar climate, we get a 12-month gardening season. We get a, a 12. We get a few days here and there when we really don't want to go out there. But most of the time, there's at least one or two things that we can get out and take care of. I've been mixing up potting soil this this week because I have some uh, things that need to be repotted, and I need a new can for it. So I'm going to have to get that taken care of. I really appreciated Andy's question about he's replacing a fence, and this is what he said. I need to replace my wood fence. I was considering replacing with a line of shrubs. My deck has a wood privacy fence, so what suggestions for the shrubs? And my question, of course, was is this sun or is this shade? If it is in the sun, at least a half a day of sun, 
I'm going to tell you that the, there are several different choices. If, if you want something that's four feet tall, you're, you're going to look at Encore Azaleas and um, Itea Virginica, the Virginiana, I'm sorry, that it's, that's the, the, the beautiful chains of flowers that bloom around the same time. But then you're going to want something that is really gorgeous at another point in the year. So that's why I would also include Nandinas. You can get four foot tall all of these things and you'll end up with berries on one, flowers on another, and evergreen on most. So there's not any reason not to do that. Another good remark, and I don't know who it came from, I'll just say it's Mary from Madison because I don't know. Um, tell me what your name is, by the way, when you text me so that I don't have to make up a name. But the, the, she, she, she uses her leaves in the no-till garden. That's a really important thing. If you are a person who has a leaf pile and you have got a vegetable bed that you're not using right this minute, but you want to use, say, in two months, then here's the deal. Go out right now and get yourself a layer of those, the bottom of the pile, the darkest, most composted leaves, and put them on three or four inches deep. Let them go ahead and begin to rot into your soil. Then you'll come along again maybe in another month with perhaps a little bit more of the garden soil that you have used before, but you're, you'll make those layers. You don't ultimately till. You ultimately are letting things kind of compost in place and also become a soil on their own. And then you just plant whatever you're going to plant there. You do sometimes have to add a little fertilizer, but not all the time. All right, we're going to talk to Julie. Hey, Julie, thanks for calling in today. What's up? Uh, good morning, Garden Mama. Howdy. I, pl- I planted, I dug up a native magnolia out of the woods 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was about five feet tall, just a little sprout of a tree. It lived, and now it's way taller than the house. It's probably 30 feet tall, and it's always done real good. However, this year, all of the leaves, every leaf on it has turned brown, Mm -hmm. but they have not fallen off which magnolia leaves usually don't, but anyway, they've not fallen off. Uh, They're holding on. However, I don't have a green leaf on it. Mm -hmm. I do have some green sprouts coming up at the trunk, at the base of the tree. Okay. And they're about a foot or taller. They're just green sprouts just coming up out of the ground. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my tree, real tree, if my big tree is dead I, I don't know what to think about it. I've never had a tree, a native magnolia to die. I've never had any magnolias, really. You have this. really, you know, Julie, you have really, you're in Parvis, and you ex- y'all have experienced the drought. Y'all have a, a little bit better time getting out of it than some of us to your north. But you are talking uh-huh. about the damage that we have seen and people have reported on magnolia trees all over the drought areas and what we're seeing what what we're seeing is that some of them are dead some of them are not yours has started to sprout that's better than a lot of them so the good news is that you may be able to recover the tree or you may actually see some growth popping up somewhere on the tree this spring and that's what i want you to wait and look at It, it now obviously if it's driving you crazy that's a different story i believe gardeners should always take action when things are just out of hand but if you can ignore it for a little bit and see whether or not some of the the green the leaves that are brown are not going to turn green but there may be new leaves that that come out and push those off 
And that's what we're hoping for, is that the, the plant, okay. the, the tree will be healthy mm-hmm. enough to put on new leaves that will push off those old leaves. We just don't know if it's going to happen. But you are definitely not alone. There's a lot of magnolias that are, the little gems have a different, have a, a similar problem. We've seen those. We, we talked to someone in Canton yesterday that, that has that issue. But there's also the ones that are the big magnolias, we're seeing it in them as well. And I, I hate it, but it's true. Uh, mine, on the other hand, uh-huh. looks great. You know why? Because it's the, the tree that I don't like, that's, that the magnolia that's in my front bed that came up and stayed there is looking really good because I watered that bed for the bottle tree garden tour last summer. If I had not, I bet it would be completely brown, too. So I think that's just, we're just going to have to see oh, what my. happens. We're just going to have to see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a good idea. I'll just leave it as is. Uh, I was going to leave it in. I don't want to lose it. I understand. It, it's uh I really do like it. But anyway, I'll wait and uh, I'm going to offer you one more suggestion. If you get some growth at the bottom, if you get some growth at the bottom and then up through the middle of just be patient is what I'm saying, because we don't know how long it's going to take to figure out if they're going to recover. So just be patient if you can. Okay, I will be. Thank you so much. I do enjoy your show. Thank you very much. And I enjoy uh, Lance very much. And you. (laughs) Thank you. uh, He's smiling. All right. Thank you, Garden Mama. (laughs) Thank you. Okie dokie. Andy says that it is in the sun and he will look into that group. Um, talking about encores and Itias and Nandinas. Um, there's going to be some evergreen there and some not. So it'll, it would it could be a nice thing. Now, on the other hand, if you need a barrier, you need a barrier that, that's no more than four feet wide, you're going to be looking at things like, uh, f- frankly, little leaf hollies, you know, things that you can plant really close together that will be dense. But that's not so pretty. So I like the idea of putting this this group of three together. If you have eight feet wide, you could put both. You could put a, a, a serious green, evergreen thing and then put these colorful things in front of it. I think you might enjoy all of that. I like. I really like the idea of replacing a fence with shrubs whenever you possibly can. I think that's real smart. Chris is in Meridian. What is a good pre-emerge for lawns? That's a that's a great question that I don't have an answer to. The answer is, if you know what kind of lawn grass you have, then you go to the garden center and you tell them what you have, and they they give you a product or you read the labels and make sure your grass is on that product. But on the other hand, if you don't know, you dig up a piece of the lawn grass that you want to treat and you take it to the garden center and they'll help you identify it as well as pick the product. Because it really makes a difference what kind of grass you have as to which pre-emerge you're going to use. The other thing is that if you have a mow what grows, if it is not all lawn grass, that's not the place to use pre-emerge because you're counting on seedlings to come up from crazy things that are growing in there. That's why you get green from something. If, so if it's mow what grows, we don't pre-emerge that. We pre-emerge actual lawns. Okay? Okay. Yeah, pre-emerge, that's kind of a, a word I'm learning. And it's it's I learned a new word this week, too. Uh, pre-portaling. <laughs> You know, the, the transfer portal. Yeah, that's I understand that. I was, was going to say that's when we, there's just a little bit of dancing around doing yeah, there. No, you know. I'm learning new stuff. Well, our lawns have many kinds of plants that are not lawn grass attempting to grow. And if you if you have a good, solid, little more than half a day of sun and you have no place where the water stands and no place where it's so dry that the grass can't grow, 
then you probably have a place where you can use a pre-emerge to control the weeds. Sometimes the weeds go away if you address the other situations. Sometimes, however, they do not. And in that case, um, if, for example, everything's perfect, but you don't mow it but twice during the summer because you can't get to the property. Okay. Well, that's going to allow a lot of other things to sprout and grow that you didn't intend. So mowing regularly is also part of this process. But if we put on a pre-emerge in September, and again in January, we can suppress a whole lot of the weeds that we don't want to grow in the lawn itself. This does not change anything about my point of view of making a little patch of clover, a little patch of amsonia, a little patch of lespedeza, any of those other things out on the edges of stuff, because I want the pollinators to always have something to come by your place and get into, you know, get a little, a little nectar out of on a warm winter day. But when we're talking about the lawn itself, if more than half of it is covered up in something that's not lawn grass, you've got a problem. So if we don't, let's not let it get to that point. Let's keep it clean with the pre-emerge and then put a little bit of little bit of wild clover somewhere else, put it out on the edges. You would have been proud of me talking to Julie because I had a similar issue with the uh, fig tree that you worked me through. Where uh, I, had this, I said, you know, I'm not the expert here, but <laughs> I have learned from I listen and learn. And, and I felt good about good. Uh, what I was telling her that, hey, this is what I think, but I guarantee you, you want to talk to her. And uh, you, you, what you said was what you've trained me. So I felt, I mean, you know, the retention's there. I'm glad Doctor to hear of that. the garden. I'm glad yeah, to hear thank that. Thank you. I you, appreciate you, you, you transferring knowledge. That. Yeah, it means a lot. Well, here's the thing. We get kind of caught up a lot of times in our plants. We want them to be one way and they're not. So we have a couple of reactions. One is to just ignore it entirely. And the other is to cut it down and burn it up. Somewhere in between there, somewhere a little bit more patient attitude about most of those things actually usually pays off. I'm still worrying about that string of shrubs that they never pruned last summer in front of the commercial area that I was talking about in the last hour. I really want to go take my pruners and do that, but I, I know I'm not supposed to do gorilla pruning. <laughs> it's not my property. But it makes you want to do that because you want it to look better the next time you drive by. I get all that. It's important. Really, really important. Let's see if I got to those three. Oh, <laughs> really good question um, from Andrea's. The, um, the this is a, this is a different person. Andrea's dog is adorable. I'm just looking at at that cutie pie up here on uh, supertalk.tv. That's Lottie, and Lottie always has something to chew upon. Just adorable dog, really cute. You should too. I in. love the duck. I know, isn't that oh, that's fun? My, my just like completely, yeah, yeah, love, just, you know. That's my duck. That's my <laughs> duck. You go away. This is mine. I love stuffed animals and dogs. They're funny together. Oh, yeah. all uh, Mine have uh, so many, it's not even, you can't keep count with the number of stuffed animals they have. <laughs> it's a whole basket and then another basket, and they'll get one out and fight over it and then go get another and another. And by that time, you know, you've got 20, 30 Toys strewn around. Everywhere. And, yeah, everywhere. Best, yeah. And pieces of some right, of them. Right, right. Something's chawed up somewhere. <laughs> Guarantee it. Well, and, and really that is, it's it's the same sort of thing that, that ultimately you can tell when someone trades in a car that they've had children because there's Cheerios between the seats. You know, it doesn't really matter what you do. You're never going to find all those stuffed Blitter, toys. Right. And you're never going to find all the Cheerios. It just kind of goes along with that process. It just really works. Do I suggest liquid or 
granular pre-emerge. I, I'm I'm a fan of the granular ones because I, you can see where they are, and or or at least you will have walked behind the spreader to put them out. Spraying spray products or wet or products that you use in a, on a drencher can be useful. I'm, the water's too heavy to me to carry around, so I'm I would much rather use a granular product that I can just put out in a walk behind. And then I know that it's there because I've, it's it's fallen out it's fallen out of the spreader, makes a lot of sense to me. I like that though. It's a good question. Ray and Clinton always has good questions. Now let me see. Um, yes, you can put coffee grounds, and you can also put the paper filter into the the compost. It's a really good idea. It, it's a good benefit, and there are. If we are if you're in a process where you're putting in the the kitchen trimmings and the 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 coffee filters and that sort of stuff, you will find that the product that you are producing has a better bulk to it. Leaf mold is great. You know, leaf mold is wonderful, and I use it for a lot of things. But when we go beyond that, when the compost is a little bit older and has had a few other things added to it, we can actually go and and study those nutrients and find out what it has in it and get a good result from it. But what we usually end up doing is putting it in the garden and then testing the soil to see how it turns out and see if we need to put anything else in, see if there's any any need for anything else in there. And where did those red buds get their name? Because <laughs> they're purple. They're magenta. They're not red. I don't know. Oh, by the way, unless you have a named variety, and there are some, that are lovely, but as long as you're just growing the species, the, yes, the seeds should come true. And, you know, when uh, the, the thing about breadbud is that their seeds or pods are attractive, too, because they're kind of beany and they're, they're, they're really pretty. But it is true that in a dry year, the seeds will probably not be as viable as a, in a wet year. So if you find that you've got seeds, but they don't come up that you saved from last year, you may, it may just be the bad year. It's not the seeds themselves. It's just the way they that's what they what they intended. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Rich is uh, weighing in on my my philosophy. Keep a few, keep some clover blooming, because the bees love it. Um, he doesn't. I understand completely, but trust me, it, you'll be glad. <laughs> Just like we all are, the, the bees have got us on their GPS. You know, We're, they're not going to have to look for our gardens as we get into the springtime and even the summer. It makes a lot, a lot of difference. Talking about. Uh, my <laughs> Talking about the Fight Club, oh my goodness, what was I thinking when I told this story? But it's true. University of Würzburg, of all things, is letting us have some information that we need to know. Um, I I can see, I don't know, is Brad Pitt going to voice the character? I don't know. We'll just have to find out. The African Matabele ants. These are not little ants. These are ants that go on and have fights with Termites. That's right. It's a whole thing. They regularly engage in in war, in individual fights with termites. And then what? Well, it turns out that on the thorax of this ant, there is a gland that holds on to antibiotics. So when one of their ant buddies gets hurt in this fight with the termites, they apply medical treatment to the ant. It works 97% of the time. How is that possible? We're the only ones that, well, it turns out we're not the only ones. Hmm. Well, that's like Colt 45. It works See, all yeah. We'll talk again <laughs> right after this. To everything, turn, turn, turn. 
century of winds, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. 
Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Thank you, Marvin. We always appreciate a little grapevine music. And yes, you have to prune the grapes this month, too. (laughs) How is that possible? Can we possibly have that many things to do? Yes. Yes. You have heard me say many times that there are niche jobs in the world of horticulture that don't get filled because they only go on for about three weeks at a time. And in this particular case, it's the spraying of the camellias and other shrubs that are ready for it. If your camellias are in bloom, it's not time to spray them yet with the oil because it's you, you don't want to ruin the flowers. But soon enough, it's time to do that. Then, of course, we've got to prune, 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 wisterias, muscadine grapes, concord grapes, too, if you happen to have any, and and our friends, the ornamental grasses, and all the palm fruits, apples, pears, plums, peaches, everybody like that. (laughs) Everybody like that, no question. Yes, indeed, Euonymus and Itia will grow in Meridian. Chris says that they saw them in North Carolina, um, and they were really happy to, to look at them. They're just beautiful, you're right, and just gorgeous plants. Um, Rich sends a picture of the mystery tree. I'm happy to tell you that it is a flowering magnolia, probably probably magnolia sulangiana, but it may, the main point is that it they bloom before the leaves come on. So it's another thing like redbud that will just surprise you and be gorgeous on a winter day. Now, flowering magnolias, a.k.a. tulip trees, a.k.a. saucer magnolias, all of these are because of the f- shape of the flower are really beautiful trees and different ones are hardy and different ones are likely to be frozen in different parts of our area so this is one where you really do need to go and talk to your local nursery person someone who is a a somebody who's local is really going to make a big difference because there's going to be varieties and the people who sell them and are going to be there again in five years to talk to you about them want to make sure you're going to get the, the variety that will grow where you are and will have the least opportunity to be frozen by a surprise freeze in the winter. They bloom at odd times. Some of them even bloom in the fall, though we don't expect them to. But we are always under, uh, we're always aware of the fact that tulip trees can get frozen, for example. They open up their flowers, and the next thing you know, two days later, the temperature drops into the 25 zone. Well, every one of those flowers flower petals turns brown and falls off and looks really gross. But it's wonderful. Um, it's really wonderful to, to think about the fact that it doesn't do that most of the time if you get the right variety. So when shopping for flowering magnolias, the type that is called tulip tree or saucer magnolia or magnolia sulangiana, all of those need to be chosen with good care for your particular area, good varieties. Clover, yes, indeed. Um, an old farmer, Ray says, told him that the clover will die in the heat, and so he's always left it. That's right. And as long as it's not taking up more of your lawn 
than you're comfortable with. Or, for example, at my place, as long as it's off to the side, kind of creeping into the neighbors, but he doesn't care. If it's in between the two, that's a perfect place for it. It's a really good idea. Flowering magnolia, really pretty. Um, let's see. Pre-emergence and, yes, the pre-emergence. Thank you, Janice. It's good to hear from New Albany today. The, um, the, the, the it's, it's a January and September process. The reason that I talk about this, because we all understand that I would prefer that we not have to use any kind of product like this, but the, and there are there are organic choices. It's harder to find them, and honestly, they work about two-thirds as well. So we, we do have some things like crabgrass that they don't seem to touch, at least in my experience. I could be wrong, but in my experience. And the, the, the ones that are not organic, the ones that are not sustainably produced, do a better job. And in fact, in my opinion, it's one of those trade-offs. If you've got weeds in your lawn and you want that lawn to continue being nice and, and providing all the air cleaning ability that it does, as well as the design strength that a lawn can have, I want you to use the pre-emerge because frankly, you'll put out those granules twice a year. You won't be running around spraying a bunch of other stuff out that can be a problem to some of your other plants, first of all, and may or may not be timed in a way that's going to work on the weeds anyway. So give yourself the opportunity to make that thought pattern and go with me to the pre-emerge if you choose to do that. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, and yes, indeed, Rich has pruned his grapes. That's pretty. That's really pretty. I look forward to seeing those in real life one of these days. That's lovely. Did you know? I did not know this, but did you know the bees are making less honey? And we have got reasons up the wazoo for why this is the case. I went ahead and I have one article about it, but I went ahead and just hit the Google machine. Every every environmental, every scientific, every everybody has a, a comment or a piece of this big study that has just come out. Everybody from technology networks to civil eats to earth.com, you know, they're all writing about this because we've been waiting for this research to come out. There are five decades of data. You know how much data that is? If we didn't have a computer, we would need like a room full of people working the rest of their life just to figure out this one set. Okay, that's why we love having this technology. We can crunch the numbers. But Penn State has been noting these declines for a number of years, since the 90s at least. But going back and understanding what was being produced and getting all that data in place to try and figure out some of the mysteries in why the honey's not there. And those are real important to us. The researchers analyzed the, the factors the mechanisms, and in fact the mysteries that affect the amount of honey produced and why it is less. Publishing in environmental research, they found that yes, yes, herbicide application, yes, the use of the systemics particularly, but the, but the use of, in, of insecticides at the time that the flowers are present, at the time that the bees are present, is a problem. But we also found, for example, land use is a problem. One of the big programs, of course, of the conservation resource folks is to make sure that we are putting in plenty of barriers, baffles, bands that can be attractive to pollinators amongst all of our other stuff, whether it's fields or houses or commercial developments or anything else. We've got to be able to have a place for them to live. So that 
in turn gives the bees something to eat and gives them an opportunity to make more honey. We don't have that. And we're also seeing the soil productivity itself, the fact that the soil, the climate conditions have an impact. The soil itself does not work as well, and therefore we don't have as much nectar. So all of these things work together, and it's going to be a subject of conversation for me and for you, I'm sure, over the next several months. Jesse and Raymond, welcome in, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ooh, Louisiana Iris, uh, what you doing? <laughs> all right, here's here's what I did. I moved I moved into a house, and it, there were a bunch of Louisiana in a neglected bed. So what I did was I dug them up in September, August. I can't remember, mm-hmm. and and I put them in a bucket. Okay, and I kept I've kept them in water all the time, and and I. I've just been negligent, and I know I should have planned it. No, no, no. We are never negligent. We are just preoccupied with other things. I had four clumps of daffodils in a, in a basket for about two years, and until they bloomed in there, I forgot they were even there. So trust me, I know what you're talking about. There's too much else to do. They turned out to be fine. They were beautiful. Now, have you started planting these yet? No, that's what I was asking you about. Mm-hmm. If I plant them and I have a nice wet bed that has some other Louisiana iris and some blue flags, nice. if I get them in in the next month, is there any chance of them blooming this year? They might. You know, they they grow opposite from the other irises. Louisiana irises are more actively growing through the September, October, and all the way up through now. And, indeed, they're putting on their flower buds. So since they've been happy and in water, the chances are good they've got their buds formed, and all you're going to need to do is get them into the ground. So I wouldn't be surprised if they at least bloomed a little bit this spring. All right. Well, I'm crossing my fingers, and I'll let you know they're a beautiful sky blue with nice. uh, a nice bright orange beard. So oh, I love that. And they're also, so they're also not necessarily going to bloom in the bucket, so you may as well get them in the ground. Well, you know. <laughs> they might. They might. I might live it. Leave right, a couple. See you in there just to see. That's right, Thank just to now. see. Thank you much, Jesse. Have a great day. <laughs> That's fun. Too, we we do end up doing that, don't we? We hold on to stuff. Have you ever reached into your um, drawer looking for something and came up with a pack of seeds that you put there carefully so that you would remember that you had them? Well, then you didn't. Yeah, we all do that. Oh, that's nice. Really pretty, pretty dessert. Beautiful stuff. I like that. Is that. I think that's an upside-down, that's a shortbread baked upside-down in a, turned upside-down baked in a cupcake tin is what I'm thinking. Isn't that funny how I just offer my opinion about stuff? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Okie dokie. All right, all right. That's a really good way to look at it. Um, Donald's in Oxford, and his professional opinion is to pre-emerge Valentine's Day and Labor Day in that part of the world. There are a couple of different points of view about this, and it, it does have to do with when your weeds tend to sprout as to backing it up some, you know, to, to get to um, where you need to put out the pre-emerge. So I have no problems with that. If I tell you to do something in January, the chances are good you're not going to do it till February anyway. I realize that. That's that, the, the distractions of life 
you may have it on a list or on a note, and then the next thing you do is the it, it it's the next thing you do is three weeks later, and then suddenly it's February. Um, oh, and I'm right. Rich says that that is how that was done. It's a beautiful, beautiful dessert. So you should take a look at it yeah, at supertalk.tv. Eight, eight or ten of those I could go through in no time. <laughs> it looks delicious. Well, it's an appetite spoiler there. I'll split one with you over a cup of coffee. That's about all I could do. But the good news is, Lance is here. He'll eat all of it. So that's oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, like strawberry shortcake, basically. Yeah, it's hard to resist. Yeah. It's hard to resist. That's a beautiful. And you know, yesterday we did not do whipped cream day. Yesterday was was National Whipped Cream Day, which has led me to the question that I'm I'm absolutely baffled at the notion that. The difference between all of these, I had no idea there were so many different whipped creams. I'm going to have to get deeper into this and figure it out. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that. I had no idea that it made a difference if it was two percent milk or pure cream or whatever it was. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I like it's the okay. kind that you uh, you just take the big spoon into the bucket. <laughs> it's already and just there. Plop it yeah. out, or, or either get the the ready whip and just well now into your mouth. There, That's the once best. the discovery of ready whip did change a lot of things yeah. for a lot of people. You you may not have ever even known that it existed. It's like the, the 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 spray cans that you look at at the store and you know what is that? I don't know. Then you just keep going. But once you discover that, once you discover the stuff that's um, canola oil and has has flour in it that you can spray into those baking tins that mm-hmm. Rich has got going over here. Um, it's well, an interesting thing. Just as a note, Rich, there are pre-emerge products that are made from organic and sustainable sources, and I have used them a couple of times and with good success. But as I say, they do not have they they're not as as effective, but I did do them and they worked well for me. And I'm 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 happy to promote that. Preen is the name brand that I know, but there's undoubtedly other manufacturers that that make that in a bigger quantity. Preen is the the is the landscape or home garden. It wouldn't be the commercial one, but it does work. Now, what they're basically using, in case those there's, that's the next question, somebody's going to say is, well, what's in that stuff? In the case of the sustainable products, it is primarily a corn gluten. And believe you me, corn gluten in the right concentration and having been treated correctly will suppress almost everything. <laughs> you can't just go take the cornbread and spread it out in the yard. Don't do that. But corn gluten itself, having been taken from the corn products, and it is indeed usually something that is not used for other stuff. So it's it's a, a handy purposing repurposing of, of a part that would get thrown away. It turns into a really good herbicide in many cases. How about that? I know old cooking oil is too, but it smells bad and draws bugs, so we don't do that one. <laughs> I get all these suggestions all the time. What about the old cooking oil? We used to pour well, that in the You can run a car on it. You can do that. You can tr- change the oil in your car. I realize I people remember will somebody do that. had a van, a friend of ours, that they had converted to cooking oil from the restaurant, mm-hmm. and it ran great off that stuff. I, I was. I will admit this. In my early years here at Supertalk, I attempted to get Perez to go with me to get someone to do that and trans, change his car into a an oil burner. Mm-hmm. He was almost up for it, but no one else was. <laughs> so I couldn't make that Before one fly. Before the times. I couldn't make that one fly. <laughs> 
That I have a friend. It came, the idea came to me because I actually have a friend who was in the restaurant business and the bar business, and he realized pretty quickly in his career that there was more money in cleaning up after the people that ran the bars, and you could do it in the daytime. And so cleaning out filters and oil traps and all that sort of stuff was part of his world, and he would run other machines on it back in the when. So pretty good idea to think about these things. What are we using, and what are we repurposing, and what are we throwing away Again, on the side of the road, we'll go back to where we started this morning. Keep it clean, our friends. We want to be better than everybody else, and we are. Stick around. These are the Moody Blues. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hey, are you planning to get an updated COVID-19 vaccine? Yep. I don't want to get seriously sick and miss out on spending time with friends and family. Um, does it cost a lot? I don't have insurance. If you don't have health insurance or if your insurance doesn't cover an updated COVID-19 vaccine, you can get one for free with the Bridge Access program. Just look for places that participate in Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. Sounds good. Bridge Access on vaccines.gov. A message from CDC. It's Congressman Michael Guest. It's shocking to see what's happening on our southern border. Evidence of human trafficking and drug cartels is everywhere. And I know, I've been down there. The Biden administration's policies have failed to secure our southern border. I serve as vice chairman on the Homeland Security Committee, and I'm fighting to finish the wall and secure our border. Learn more at guest.house.gov. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. to be a gardener and find inner peace in the garden. How about that? I have a feeling Blondie's probably done that, too. Uh, who's on the line? Oh, it's Ed in Oxford. Hey, Ed, what's up? Doing good. Uh, got uh, some young fruit apple trees that I planted uh, two, three, four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they're still, some of them are still fully leafed out. And yet you're talking about uh, pruning them, even though... No, isn't that crazy? Well, we've got some of that problem. And, of course, I'm confident that this next cold snap is going to knock all the leaves off of them, and then you will be able to prune. If they don't lose their leaves, the thing that we do for apples is to basically just push them a little bit, which means that as you look at the branch, you're going to see that there's some sidebars that come off of it. They go straight up like a peak. In other words, they make like a T. And the, those little individual mm-hmm. strong pieces that stand up, that's where the flowers and the fruit happen. They're called the spurs. The fruiting spurs is actually how, what they're called. And so if you cut those down to a couple of inches long, even if they have leaves on them, they will be stimulated more to, to bloom. But I would wait until late January. If they had still have not dropped all of their leaves off, then I would, I would prune the spurs. But, I, but you don't have to prune the rest of the tree if it's, if it's in leaf. Well, we've got uh, one that's probably five, six, seven years old, and I need to get the, uh, it's got strong branches growing off of the trunk, mm-hmm. probably, and it, it just shot up all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, that's um, not a, that's not unusual. Probably three feet long and fully leafed out. Mm-hmm. Have you been have you been fertilizing or watering them since last summer? Yes. Okay. Stop. 
That's the best thing I can tell you at this point. Because I'm telling you, the weather's going to be cold enough to knock all those leaves off. And yes, at that point, uh-huh. you will be able to shorten those and, and create your canopy the way you want it to be. First of all, so you can watch it grow and be broad as broad as you like but not too broad but also so that you can reach the fruit when we when they go straight up like that the good news is that these are trees with central leaders and when you take the top off it will branch behind it yeah well these are uh side branches growing yeah six inches i I know sometimes they can be just wacky sometimes they can be wacky looking but the good news is that you can repair all of that on a five or six year old tree when you do the pruning because they, they'll, they're supposed to take five or six years to start bearing anyway, so you're actually right on time with nice, healthy leaves. But we just need to get them to go ahead and go dormant so you can do a little work on them. Okay. I've, I've got one of the, the trees that's probably three years old, and it looks like uh, a Swiss mountain road. Uh, <laughs> it turns left it turns right I understand got switchbacks yeah and that's a and that is a pruning problem really because you don't want that that branch is not going to be productive that way but it obviously has has good trunk, but it has good growth potential so the side you can leave it it doesn't matter if it's twisted that's fine it's the part that comes off the sides of it that's going to make the difference in the way the tree works yeah yeah. I promise. Well, the, the I'm, I'm, li- I'm literally. I grew up with an apple tree that looked like somebody had put a corkscrew in it, and it still yeah. it still made plenty of apples as long as it got pruned to to encourage the apples. Yeah. You know, it's just a funny tree. Long apples are such a funny tree. I, I like them, but they are odd. Now I will tell you this because I'm going to have to let you go. We're about out of here. But the really good news is that. If the apple tree doesn't make it, I had one that that was at my property when I bought my house in the 90s, and the tree was dying. It makes some of the best wood for smoking chicken that you will ever run into. (laughs) Well, mine that died that I planted in the 70s, uh, I sold to one of the barbecue places. See, we're on the same. We have we have the same wing going because apple is great. It just and they don't last any longer than that. 25 years is great for an apple tree. So that's wonderful. Have fun. Thanks. Thank you for calling. Appreciate that. Just have to wait for those leaves to pop off, and then we can get the opera have the opportunity to to get going. And Keith and JS, he said, "Can I prune this huge rose that's taking over my bed now?" The middle of February. The middle of February. Need to wait. Just wait. Get these other things off off the chart first. The ornamental grasses, the the muscadines, the wisterias, the apples are apples and pears and peaches and whatnot. All of those things first, and then and and figs. Ah, I shouldn't forget figs. <laughs> so we need to toss all those, get all those done first. Then we work our way up to the roses at mid February. It's better for them and better for us too. Um, I did promise to explain about the crack the the, the chicken code, but I'm going to hold on to that because it'll be a great way to start next week. But I will tell you that we are measuring. You know, we hear all the time about how this island is melting or this part of South Louisiana has become in, engulfed by water from rising oceans and all that sort of stuff. Well, guess what? Virginia Tech is doing the uh, measurements. Major cities on the U.S. Atlantic coast are, in fact, sinking at five millimeters per year 
That doesn't sound like much, but believe you me, it mounts up over time. If you've ever been to Amsterdam, you have seen, because of their water situation there, obviously they are built on stuff that they created. And when it sinks, there actually are doors that are half the height they should be. You you can go in the house and still go into that part of the house. It's not wet. But the actual house itself has sunk. And sometimes I wonder if we're not going to have that sort of situation there. Um, It's going to be interesting enough. Let's see. Donald wants to know when to prune. No, that's not Donald. That's somebody else. Um, When to prune back azaleas after the first big bloom in the springtime. That's the time to do that. You can do it at other points, but the most productive for the azalea is going to be to do it at that point after it blooms in the spring. Then we got a when to prune a sweet olive in Hattiesburg. Don't if you don't have to, but prune it after this. They're starting to bloom right now, so after this first bloom is really the time to do that. We think about pruning evergreens before they start growing in the spring, but sweet olives are a little bit different because they do go ahead and bloom in this in cold weather, and you want to prune after that to to encourage new growth. I've got to prune mine because it never did get any leaves back in the middle of the top part, so I got to take the top down to encourage more leaves to come up in the middle. Is there any kind of pre-emergent for fruit trees to protect against disease that's donald and oxford no no there really isn't there's just there's just your good care and following the spray program that you can see outlined on the fruit tree spray bottle or the msu care site or if you need to get into um, uh, natural source products let me know and i'll send you a list of those too i'm not sure where you can buy them but i know what they are <laughs> so. Amazon uh, robot will bring it to you. Sometimes will. Sometimes will. Can't always find all of it, but sometimes you can. That's for sure. Y'all have been really, y'all have kept us busy today. This has been a lot of fun. We've got sinking cities. We've got, uh, I don't know, people learning how to do all sorts of things today. And good, good, good questions. Garden shows are not always this busy in January. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for lighting it all up today. This is a great opportunity for us, frankly, People listening in in the other part of the world, listening to the stream, supertalk.fm, you know, supertalk.tv, they don't get to talk about gardening like this Nuh-uh. in their parts of the world. Well, no, and, and Donald, you know, he was, I love, he has a great comment uh, up about four or five texts, uh, and he listens to other programs, but about 440, he was like, you guys got perfect faces for radio. You know, he's not talking about no, you and I. No. They're talking about Borky and that group, I was so. going to say, that, that those are our friends that, that in fact, we all, we, uh, we get into radio for a reason. <laughs> We are not supermodels. <laughs> Trust me. Hey, speak for yourself. Huh? <laughs> I know, and your mama loves you too. Yeah. So. Mama thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. Appreciate y'all being here today. Thanks, Lance, for keeping this going. And by the way, we're going to start a whole thing with these dog photos. So y'all just keep it up. Thanks very much. Come back again next week for the Garden Mama Show. Garden mama Show is a production of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Download past episodes at supertalk.fm and contact. Garden Mama anytime at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Thanks for choosing the Garden Mama Show. Superior. It's more than a name, it's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, 
you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is superior catfish. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses, and everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, we have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.